Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. Cut out the bureaucrats and talk directly to the manager. Squawking with Hawkins. That's right. Here we are. We're joined by the man now, Atamadie. Morning. How we doing? Oh, good, thank you. Beautiful, crisp autumn, Otiputi morning. Mm. Finally, the seasons have changed. Yeah, I was on on campus over the weekend uh, at the University Anzac Day uh, service, and, and certainly... Uh, very autumnal in the foliage around there. Great big piles of uh, autumn leaves, and it seems wasted on adults. Yes, um, the children's the children's dream. <laughs> These giant piles of autumn leaves everywhere all over the campus. I'm not going to say that I walk through campus every morning kicking those leaves around like a child, <laughs> but I might. <laughs> I might just do that. I may. Uh, all right. Uh, work has begun on the first block of the George Street pipe replacement work and therefore the redevelopment and rejuvenation of the street. Uh, of course, you've championed this. Um, you know, you haven't been the only champion, but you've certainly been uh, 100% behind it. How do you feel that we've finally gotten to this point, to breaking that ground? Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, coming off the, the back of, what, 10 years of... Um, of discussion and and planning, and, and certainly that's been frustrating at points where the work has been deferred. But I think in the in the long run, we're better off taking the time that we have. Uh, we've certainly got a far stronger um, an active relationship with our design partners at, at Okaha on behalf of Manafenua and. and you know, had we been doing this even five years ago, I, I, I can't see that we would have had the outcomes that we are going to get in terms of using our built environment to tell a broader range of our of our stories and, and, and enriching our already strong uh, settler heritage in the built environment by, uh, by telling the stories of our first people. And that's, that's incredibly exciting um, as part of a project that is... Uh, all about building a, a more accessible and more inclusive city centre, and you know, looking at what we've got currently and seeing uh, who who is actively excluded from that, and and looking to to address that. So, yeah, really really exciting to get it underway. It's absolutely going to be disruptive. Uh, we know that uh, it was going to be disruptive anyway because we need to replace our ancient water mains below the street and. Uh, in a planned way, rather than waiting for them to to erupt uh, in the middle of town, and we've seen that in other parts of the country, and that is uh, less than ideal. But mm. yeah, really, really, uh, really big moment this week to seeing the work get underway. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge, uh, and that's right. I mean, we, the pipes would be done, and then you you put you had to put it all back together. If it was going back to the way it already was, it would have taken time anyway. There's no there's no way around it. This pipes had to be replaced. So uh, it's good to see. Right, I want to move on to something else um, that um, you've been kind of behind as well, and something uh, that you've been vocal about. And, and, and it seems that other people in other local uh, electoral areas are starting to to talk about as well. And that's personal addresses on campaign signs. I think it's part 54 of the Local Electoral Act. Um, you know, there's section 4 in there. It says the true name of a person or persons who, uh, for whom at whose direction it is published, this is signage or any kind of advertisement, um, the address of his or her residence 
must all place of business must be on the sign or on the advertising. Do we know why this is a thing? Yeah, I, I don't know, and, and it's been really interesting in the in the discussion over the past few weeks. I've been surprised and uh, and, and encouraged by how one how broad the support has been uh, to change it, but also the fact that nobody has made a, a case for the status quo. Uh, I, I can't see any public good in people having to put their physical address on campaign uh, materials. Uh, it's you know, it's less of an issue for general elections because uh, parliamentary parties can just use their uh, their office uh, HQ. But it, it is an issue for the smaller parties and and for independents. But in, in local elections, we know um, mostly uh, local local candidates and, and independent candidates. And while yes, you can uh, use your business address, um, uh, that's not an option that's available to everybody. Uh, and and you can use what they call an agent, so basically get someone else to agree to put their name and address mm-hmm. uh, on your on your campaign signage. But all that does is um, shift the problem, in my view. And in an age where we are all um, more contactable than ever, and uh, the the electoral officer for each of the uh, for the local elections holds all of our contact information. People can uh, raise concerns with them, and they can get in touch with. With candidates, if there are issues, uh, and, and 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 you can make a case, I think, for greater transparency in third-party advertising, which we don't see a lot of in local elections. But uh, some some of your listeners may recall the role the excluded brethren played in one of our general elections uh, in the early 2000s, and I think you know, that is that is a slightly different thing. But for the candidates themselves, I, I can't see uh, any any value uh, in. And making them put a street address on all of their campaign material, and and, and I can see, and we've heard from uh, from people around the the motu that it is absolutely a barrier to them wanting to put their hand up in the first place, and and we need to be reducing all barriers that we can uh, to get the the best people to put their hand up to serve their communities this year. Yeah, and I don't like to think the worst of anyone, and I think everybody in Otepote is, uh, you know, good, sensible people. But there is there is risk. There is risk uh, around any of us. You know, if somebody holds a grudge against somebody, has a particular feeling around someone's policies or platform or anything like that, um, for their address to be put out there, there's risk involved. Like now, I know where this person lives. You know. Um, that, that that creates a danger that doesn't necessarily need to be there, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things I've always, I mean, long before I was a, 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 an elected representative, but even as an activist before that, I've, I've always felt very strongly that uh, whatever you think of uh, an elected member or, or a politician, um, you know, their family has nothing to do with that, and 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 where they live and where their families live uh, should never be part of the. Of the public debate, um, and, and and I think sadly, what we've seen in, in recent times is uh, a shift in the tenor of some of the debate, uh, aided and abused by by our um, large social media platforms as much as anything else, and 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 that is uh, that is unfortunate, but it means that. Um, now, more than ever before, uh, this is something that, that needs some urgent attention. Yeah, is there any word from the Minister of Local Government around changes to this? I mean, have you have you talked to her? Is anything going on? 
Uh, I, have, I haven't raised this with the Minister directly. Uh, local government New Zealand uh, have have raised it in discussions with the Prime Minister mm-hmm. uh, at one of their regular meetings, and, and she was uh, certainly um, enthusiastic about doing doing something, and, and so uh, they'll have uh, officials running around uh, looking at what the options are. I think uh, really the, the, the question now isn't so much whether there's the political appetite to change it is whether we can uh, do it uh, with the urgency it requires yeah. for this current uh, election cycle. Yeah, exactly, because it's not that far away at all. I mean, when do, when, when do we start? It's two months before, right, when you can start advertising? Oh, you can start advertising whenever you like. The, the campaign period is three months before. Oh, three months, that's right. Uh, before polling day, so that's from July eighth to October the eighth. That's the regulated period. But there's nothing stopping people from uh, from uh, advertising in, in some in some forms. The the city's district plan uh, is has quite tight rules around uh, election signage and, and that can't be mostly uh, can't be done outside of the regulated period so yeah. uh, for all uh, if any perspective that's listening I, I would urge um, them to seek advice before they uh, sunk a bunch of money in uh, to, 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 to campaign materials and uh, and hopefully we'll be able to get this uh, changed uh, in time for for them to not waste money on signage that they can avoid Fingers crossed. I can't wait to see everyone's beautiful faces plastered <laughs> along State Highway 1 to, on your way to Mosgill. Oh, over what a the, time. What a time. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Oh, I remember your first signs, those old black and white ones. Yep. Yeah, that was a great... There was, yeah, whoever was responsible for the, um, uh, for the guerrilla campaign uh, around those was... Fantastic! I quite enjoyed my my face being Yoko Ono's face. Yeah, uh, and Botticelli nude, um, <laughs> the classic googly eyes, of course. But you know, some of those were put pretty high up. You know, that would have required would have required ladders. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah, people amazing. go all out, mate, for public art. Brilliant. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for that, Aaron. A pleasure. Thanks, Jamie. Have a wonderful day. We'll talk again. All right. There's the mayor. I, for one, am 100% behind changing um, that kind of archaic um, electoral act piece around addresses on campaign signage or advertising. I don't know. It's not necessary. Do you need to know that? Does it need to be there? No. This was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.